America, my name is Amiel Frempong. I come to you live every Thursday about this time. And today we're going to talk about how everybody eats off the black struggle. Meanwhile, black communities starve. And it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And the latest iteration of this is with the Respect for Marriage Act, where everyone could said, everyone said, well, you know, the Supreme Court's going to come after interracial marriage. And so you have to support the Respect for Marriage Act. And so the Respect for Marriage Act like, codifies same-sex marriage and, and interracial marriage as being legal in all 50 states in this land as a federal policy. And we have to be honest when we say that interracial marriage was never at stake. I am in an interracial marriage, been happily miscegenated for about a decade now. And at no point in time was my marriage ever really threatened by law. It wasn't going to happen. Like there are other things. I've, I've a bigger worry about lead in the water and those kinds of issues than I have a reverse of, of interracial marriage, um, somehow making inter interracial marriage illegal. Uh, I think Mitch McConnell, like there are too many. Anyway, that's not, a, that's not even one of my top 15 fears for black people. And I say this as a guy in an interracial marriage. <laughs> I want the kids that my kids go to school with to have parents with good jobs and assets. Like, that's what I worry about for black people. I want strong black communities. I'm not worried about interracial marriage. Interracial marriage can take care of itself. Um, and so interracial marriage was never really under threat. But what they did was they smuggled it in to the Respect for Marriage Act to, to codify, to get the votes and the support and the public will for same-sex marriage, to codify same-sex marriage. So once again, the black struggle, when black people were killed, no small number of Negroes were lynched for recklessly eyeballing uh, a woman of the wrong color. And that struggle was used in order to secure gay marriage. And, you know, you see this, and there's a local election. A few years back, there was a, a, a sales tax option in athens Clark County. And the sales tax was going to go to a handful of projects. One of them was a new library in town, which a lot of people supported. Another one was a new jail and a new concert arena, which fewer people supported. But you put the library in this bundle and you make it kind of an omnibus bill, and so people vote for it. So as long as you put the library in, you can put all of the other goodies you want because everyone's going to vote for the bill because they want a new library. That's kind of what like interracial marriage was for the Respect for Marriage Act. You couldn't get a same-sex bill, but if you put interracial marriage in and make it about interracial marriage, people would be like, yeah, well, I'll, I'm not going to not vote for the interracial, uh, like, uh, interracial marriage. So once again, the black struggle was used in a way that will not benefit black people psychologically or materially. Like nobody even in an interracial marriage is like, ooh, thank goodness they put interracial marriage in there. No, it was, it was white gays telling black people, well, you know, we have to do it for interracial marriage. Um, and so, but this is a constant theme. And I did a video about this theme uh, in terms of the women's movement. And, and I'll just let the woman talk about it herself. This is Congresswoman Griffith in 1971 talking about, you know, her place in the movement. Important changes that have taken place in respect to the status of women since you've been in Congress. Well, I think perhaps the most important change was the one that added sex to the I mean, uh, bill of 1964. This bill was drafted really to help Negroes. Now, it wasn't clear. I it would have meant that Negro women would have been given rights that were not available to white women. 
Therefore, we added sex. It is my belief that the drafters had never had assumed that no women would get any rights. Uh, so that I think uh, both white and black women uh, were helped by the bill. Uh, important change. So yeah, everybody eats off the black struggle except for black people, which is why we have to be very specific about the struggle. Which is why ADOS, I support the movement. Um, get the sentence of slaves, the reparations, and be very clear about it. Um, there's another woman by, you know, I'm going to hit the opening and then we're going to come in and, and, and delve deeper. Um, cause there's a great article about how Indian Americans, a lot of the Indian Americans you see like at that top level are, um, you know, from the top two castes in India, right? They're from either the business caste or the priestly caste. And then they come here and all of a sudden they become POCs. And then they get hired for diversity. Uh, so, so, you know, white capital doesn't look as racist as white capital is or as anti-black as it, or <laughs> they get colored. So that, um, so white capital doesn't look as anti-black as it, as it is, um, because they'll get like, you know, a Brahmin or a business class cast Indian, um, and so there's a good article about that. We're going to go over after I hit the opening, but right now, let me just go ahead and give you the beat. For the world or the government If it was the president Then I would state facts You leave it up to me I paint the White House Black and it can feature in front So once again um, A lot of people eat Off of the black struggle Meanwhile Which would be okay Because you know America is the land of plenty There's enough for everyone Problem is black people Tend to starve Right So I would be okay if everyone ate off the black struggle, including black people, but like everyone's eating off the black struggle often at the expense of black people. Now, what do I say about this? There's an article. Um, uh, you can just Google it. I'll put the screenshot up. There's an article. And in the article, it goes over the arguments for why, like, you know, a lot of the Indian American CEOs we see in tech space and around are, are from the highest caste. Or the second highest cast, and um, that's not an accident. He actually puts it in a, in a I think, elegant way uh, in the article about why it's the case. He's like, it's not really racism. There's some cultural factors. But mostly you have to understand that, and I'll just read directly from the article. An ideal Indian CEO in an American company can be described as a person who has done his graduation from a highly subsidized world-class government institution in India, in most cases one of the IITs, then used his family connections and caste affiliations and financial muscle to migrate to the U.S. for higher studies and taken advantage of the affirmative action policy in the U.S. to get a good job. Right? So... They become POCs. He talks about this. In the, they, they start off as high caste Indians, you know, with generations and generations of treating low caste Indians like garbage, culturally ingrained in them. They come here, use either caste or business connections or family connections in here, and then become POCs and then fill out some company's diversity um, 
water and take a job that probably should have gone in a well-ordered world, in a well-ordered economy that's actually secure, like that's serious about racial justice and redressing wrongs that have been calcified that should have gone to, you know, an American descendant of slaves or, you know, a Latino person, right? So this is the POC hustle, which is how so many of them eat off of the black struggle, right? And I, and I feel like that's a problem. And it's not just them. We talked about Griffin saying that like, well, you know, uh, <laughs> the title, title seven, um, you know, put, that put in w minorities and women as if they were minorities that included sex was actually, you know, co-opted a bill and corrupted a bill um, that was meant to help Negroes which would be fine if the priority was always on helping Negroes. But once, you know, other people get in, they eat at the expense of black people, right? And so here's a piece by Helen Hacker. Women as a minority group. Women were not considered a minority group um, because that, like, <laughs> once they got the vote, there are a lot of them, right? And so, like, in no way, are, there are more, they live longer, they, like, Women are a lot of things. They're women, and they have issues as women, but they're not a minority group. And when you call them a minority group, it doesn't illuminate the women's struggle nearly as much as it relativizes the black struggle, right? So you're not an oppressed minority. You might be subordinated in some fields and accelerated in some fields, right? Um, you know, uh, yeah, teachers. like the, So there is sex... And gender and racial occupational segregation, but you can't treat women as a minority group because the dominant power doesn't have the same um, relationship to their women as they have to subordinate class men, right? Like the structure of competition between women um, and men is going to be different than the structure of competition between in-group and out-group men, because often the competition between in-group and out-group men is over women right? and, and access. Uh, so like women don't compete, like men don't compete with women for women the way that men compete with men and like, like and the genocidal nature of that structure. Uh, like, and then that's, that's one reason why white women will never be as disposable, as rank disposable, like liable to genocide as black men and eventually black women, like black communities in general. Like they can be disposable. White people need white women in the way that they don't need the extraneous Negro. And um, that's like, it's a less, gen paternalism is less genocidal than racism. And we have to take that seriously. Hey, look, if you're interested in anything I'm saying, go ahead and go and read Social Dominance by Jim Sedanius and Felicia Pareto or The Man Not by Tommy Curry. You know, chapter two of Social Dominance just kind of like lays out so much that I, I just wish more people read all of that. And then also, you know, The Man Not is a, is a great book. But the intervention I want to make is that women became a minority group. Right. So like I'm, I'm a fan of gender justice and I do think that we can talk about gender justice in a, in a, I think a very interesting way, but don't conflate gender issues with race issues. 
Um, and don't, I don't, I don't want to see black persons of color and women in all a sentence. Like I, that, those are three different groups. I don't mind when black people are linked in with Native Americans, but I even think Native Americans should get their own thing. And same with Latinos. I think like we need to be specific about the struggle of African American descendants of slaves, Jim Crow, racial terrorism, and like that was targeted to like black communities. And then we could talk about like maybe gender and how it targets black men and black women differently. But first we have to like be clear on the genocidal logic of American racism regarding black communities. Um, and if it gets conflated with other issues, then those other issues get dealt with at the expense of, you know, the degradation that, that shot through in black communities, right? So you got all of these people eating off the civil rights struggle and off of the black struggle while black people starve, right? POCs, persons of color, eat off of the black struggle while black communities starve. Women eat off the black struggle. The, the, white women are the biggest beneficiaries of affirmative action, which would have been a fine as a gender program, but the program, as Griffin explicitly said in a clip, I'm just going to write, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and run it again because it's so important. Everybody should have this seared. It have taken place in respect to the status of women since you've been in Congress. Well, I think perhaps the most important was the one that added sex to the I mean, uh, bill of 1964. This bill was drafted, really, to help Negroes. Now, it wasn't clear. Uh, it would have meant that Negro women would have been given rights that were not available to white women. Therefore, we added sex. It is my belief that the drafters had never ass had assumed that no women would get any rights. Uh, so that I think uh, both white and black women uh, were helped by the bill. That's uh, important. So we took this program that was made, we took this program that was made for black people. And once we decided that it might be the case that white women might have to step back, we ate their program and used it against white men. Right? I mean, that's a great clip because she's pretty much saying that like, I can might be able to stomach a black man getting a job over a black, uh, over a white man, maybe, as long as it's not my husband. Of, but under no circumstances is a black woman supposed to get a job over a white woman because that's a gender crime. Of, and, and, and that, you have to understand that's the argument that's running and, and somehow made sense to her at the time. It makes sense to a lot of people who are pretty bad at racial justice, right? So a lot of people eat off of the risk, the work, and the degradation of black communities and the will to redress that degradation, except black people who are not, as a community level, not doing particularly well. Right? And I think that's a problem. And we need to understand that it came all the way down to that Respect for Marriage Act, which put in interracial marriage in order to get a same, it was a same-sex marriage bill, which is fine. I support same-sex marriage because I think marriage is about a special kind of freedom with the intimate connection of a family that I, I did a different video on. I support same-sex marriage. I just don't confuse that for a racial justice issue. And I don't, and I don't want... Let's make the argument for same-sex marriage as opposed to just scare people with like the fear of repealing interracial marriage, which was never actually threatened. And so... Um, 
It's once again people using the rhetoric, the fear, and the work, and the, and the danger of the black struggle in order for their own pet interests, which do not end up actually helping black communities. Once again, I'd be okay if black people also, like, black communities thrived, then go ahead and use the energy for our struggle for your own issue. But until black people black community at the community level whole black zip codes and black people at the community level have assets um at a par with their other american colleagues then it's just it's it's another form of exploitation it's another form of exploitation because our standing vulnerability is used for somebody else's come up and that is unfortunate right so by the way if you appreciate anything i'm doing I think you should give me some money, five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month, um, to keep me doing what I'm doing. Because you know, I put a lot of thought into into each show, and I this is a form of using the black struggle for uh, for cash that I actually think is appropriate to the black struggle. I voluntary, you know, I'm not all my I'm giving away free game. You don't have to pay, but you should. Because I have bills and I, everything costs, and this is America, so everything costs. And plus, speaking this honestly makes me downright unemployable. So um, I'm not going to be pulling down those those two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars speaking fees like Negroes like Obama, who say there is no Black America, there is no White America, just the United States. No, I'm saying there is a Black America and there is a White America, and there is and Black America is getting sucked um, materially and psychically for the benefit of people who aren't black. And I, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with women using the black struggle and calling themselves minorities in order, you know, for the come up. And like I said, this article is in 1951 because before that it was incoherent to think of women as minorities because there were so many of them. There were women, different issues, but they weren't minorities. That was a different thing. We don't talk about genocides against women um, because like that would be dominant powers don't do that. <laughs> they need them because they desire, like they need them around. Um, so, but we can't talk about genocides and like a kind of genocidal subordination of out groups, whole groups, right? Because they're not necessarily required for the reproduction of, 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 of whiteness, right? So, um, check out this article. The Economist is wrong. Brahmins become CEOs in the U.S. not because of quotas in India. They become, um, yeah, for the, he gives out reasons, they get, he gives out the other reasons why they become CEOs in America. And I think it's, it's a pretty, it's a well put, it's a well put together article. Go ahead and Google it. And, I guess I'll put the I'll put I'll go ahead and put the link in the description to the article, and go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com become a member. I just spent some time last few days putting on a put a, a little Christmas card video of the fam. I, I, that'll drop probably later on tonight. I think you're going to get a kick out of it because it's pretty. Yeah, put some time into it, and I will see you. Can I see you? Yeah, I'll see you next week. We'll do this next week. Do this next week talking about something completely different.
don't let POCs, LGBTQ, AI, or women eat off the black struggle without actually paying the piper, without actually advocating for black people to get their reparations. All right? Like they're with, they eat for free. Like we, it's not just Iami giving away free game. It's like all of our people, like our game has been free and everyone just eats and takes advantage and then like laughs as they eat off of the black struggle. Right. So all of these programs just need to be narrowly tied and never forget that we need to do justice to black American descendants of slaves. If we want to do justice to Native Americans, that's fine too. We want to do justice to Latinos, that's fine too. But just keep it all separate and do targeted prog problems for the specificity of the degradation and the structure of the degradation. All right, thank you for your time. I'm gonna go hang out with my kids. Take care.